0: Hey guys, before we get going on today's show, i got to tell you about our friends over at Mile High Green Cross. These guys offer an experience you won't forget. Mile High Green Cross has award-winning products. Check out this year's Cannabis Cup winning products when you head to their website. Right now, they're giving the DNVR family $5 off your purchase of $25 or more. Really excited about this partnership. Just announced it on Twitter, so check it out there if you didn't see it. Uh, And If you just mentioned this ad, that's how you can get the $5 off your purchase of $25 or more. Mile High Green Cross, they offer a variety of CBD products, from edibles to concentrates to cartridges. They pride themselves on their customer service too, and it shows. Every single time you pop in, you will receive one-on-one attention from one of their seasoned sales associates, not to mention they have everyday low prices on in-house products, such as $99 pre-packed ounces, V3 hash oil bulk deals, five cartridges for $100. Mile High Green Cross offers out-the-door pricing, and if you don't have cash, that's fine because mile high green cross now accepts hyper what's even better is the time you spend in the dispensary on average from the time you walk in from the time you walk out is only nine minutes and i know that is super important for me and my hectic and crazy life head downtown today and check out their convenient location on 9th and broadway they also offer parking in the back and remember if you mention this ad you can receive five dollars off your purchase of 25 dollars or more Right here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote on the other line. Tuesday edition of the show. Nuggets have the Hornets here on Wednesday at Pepsi Center. Then they got a back-to-back against the Warriors. So we'll talk about that Hornets game and then throw out some predictions for the year 2020. Predictions that coincide with the end of this Nuggets season this summer and the beginning of next. So we thought that would be... A good little item to discuss on the off day here. We are presented today, as always, by Illegal Pete's. Brendan, how you doing, man? Harrison, what's up, man?
1: I know we're on the Nuggets pod, but I kind of just want to talk about Joe Burrow for 45 minutes.
0: He's incredible. Joe Burrow, like, the most untouchable man in college right now. Untouchable. I was just thinking, can you
1: imagine just the... Just the ego, the confidence, like waking up as Joe Burrow this morning. No. I mean, is there like <laughs> his his general like rating from the public right now is as high as anyone on planet Earth? I'm thinking I'm thinking the next week is going to be one that he'll remember.
0: Did you see LSU canceled classes for these next two days? I did. They know I what's did. up. What a time. They know what's up. I
1: saw some some people were upset by that, and I just want to say like don't send your kid to LSU, you know? <laughs> Like, that's, they are there. A lot of people do care about the football. That's the football school. Kind of weird. I Like, I didn't realize, I think of them as one of the giants, like, of, you know, people our age. Yeah. We dealt with this Alabama run. LSU never actually won. So that was strangely satisfying last night. That's my college football take.
0: Yeah, they, um, yeah, they hadn't, like, won the, the championship since, like, before the playoff was a thing. That's, yeah, it's that's a while ago. No, but um, I don't think anybody at LSU is going to class anyway over these next two days. So good choice to good cancel point. it. Good point. Yeah, that's, that's about all I got in the LSU uh, Clemson game from last night.
1: We can move on. <laughs> he can throw the football, though. He's real good at it.
0: For sure. Um, for the record, though, I think he's gonna be a bust in the NFL. For the record.
1: Wow. Hot takes. There's your prediction. Wow.
0: Let's start with this Hornets game before we get into some 2020 predictions, though. The Nuggets got the Hornets Wednesday at Pepsi Center. Another below 500 team. Cue the takes of the Nuggets playing down to their competition, which could happen again. You got an early read on this game? Yeah, you just nailed it. (laughs) Did I? I mean,
1: yeah. It's the kind of game that the Nuggets should win by a lot. They'll probably
0: win by a little. Am I wrong? Probably not. Um, probably not. I'm looking for a line on this game here. Doesn't appear to be out yet. But yeah, this is a game the Nuggets should dominate. The Hornets are 15 and 28 in the East. In the East, yeah. eight and 15 on the road. This is not a good Charlotte team. Um, they are starting C- Cody Zeller at center right now. Uh, they're backing him up with Willie Arnon Gomez at center. So. Uh, it should be a game Nikola Jokic has his way with, but the scary part about this game for me, Brendan, uh, besides the fact that, ter- or besides the fact that Charlotte is a below five hundred team, and the Nuggets have not been good against those below five hundred teams, Tara Rozier and Devonte Graham combined for fifty two points in their loss to the Blazers the other night. Fifty two points, and we know how much trouble the Nuggets have had as of late, starting. Opposing point guards, well, the Hornets have two point guards that they start in their backcourt who have been filling it up. So that's a little scary for me.
1: Yeah, for sure. We know they struggle with those speedy guards. The other thing I noticed, too, is Charlotte's actually a pretty good offensive rebounding team. Um, And the Nuggets have have struggled with that over these last few weeks. So while obviously an inferior opponent, this actually does kind of have the makings of one of those... Um, really pesky, annoying games to watch for a Nuggets fan.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Denver should uh, get this win. Jokic should have a big game. The Nuggets should be cruising in the fourth to get Michael Porter Jr. some extended run. Um, but as we've seen before, those things are hard from a guarantee. We'll see what happens. Do you do you still bother with games like this to, to do the sort of
1: like fantasy ideal thing like okay they're gonna blow out Charlotte so I hope we see MPJ for X amount of minutes tonight or at this point are you just like man they just have to get the
0: win yeah they just have to get the win. I mean those other things would be nice but we've seen over the course of the regular season I mean it's January 14th right now it's not you know in the first couple months of the season anymore where the Nuggets can like write their own narrative in a way I think I think in some ways the narrative on this season has been set and just kind of the feel around this season has been set. That can change a little bit, but based on what we've seen so far we have enough data, we have enough games under our belt to kind of of predict and forecast what is most likely to happen in this one. It could change. Um, You know, the Nuggets could flip the switch any night, I I presume. (laughs) I I still think that's a possibility, you know, looking ahead to these next couple months. And like it's could flip that switch, I still believe that. Um, but I don't see that happening against Charlotte because of their guard play. Um, uh, but maybe because I said that, this is when it happens. You know?
1: <laughs> no, I agree with you. I no, I think it's I actually think it's gonna be the game where they're taking the ball out of the net a lot more than they'd like. Um just gonna be one of those pesky pesky games. I just last year there was this kind of feeling, man, of I couldn't wait to get to the arena any on any given night because it just felt like something special might happen. Yeah, right. Something fun, if nothing else. And this year, for all that has gone right, and, and that needs to be noted, it, it just there is this feel of like Charlotte. All right, we know the script for this one, and, it, and it's not super exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. To an extent, though, I, I feel like when we do think that it is like the going to be the only outcome, uh, an outcome that we've seen happen. Sometimes that's when it can flip too. So yeah. we will see. Uh, we will see what happens Wednesday, and then yeah, back to back Thursday against the Warriors. Another game the Nuggets should win, but that one is on the road and um, no, probably a little tougher than this Hornets game at home. Let's look at some uh, predictions that we both have from 2020. Uh, I put out a piece on thednvr.com. Right when the new year hit January 1st, that went over some of these. Um, but I thought I wanted, thought it'd be cool to get some from you and, uh, to expand on some of these thoughts I had. So I'm going to go first. Uh, right off the top here, I think the Nuggets get the two seed. Hmm. That's my prediction for where they finish. They're in the two spot right now, 27 and 12, five and a half games back to Lakers. There is just like a glut of teams right now from the two seed to the five seed that are separated by one and a half games, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Rockets, and the Clippers. It's probably going to be an all fight to the end, um, but I will take the Nuggets out of any of those teams to just have the most sustained regular season success over the rest of the season. So I'm taking Denver for the two seed, and as I mentioned on this podcast before, that is a very important top two seed to get, I think.
1: It's interesting because I think... I agree with you with the Clippers, just the way it appears they're approaching this regular season, you know, resting guys alternating between George and and Kawhi doesn't look like they're going to make a run at 55 plus wins or whatever. Um, But, you know, Houston's a team that takes the regular season so seriously. James Harden's going to play till the bitter end trying to win that MVP. And then obviously here comes that predictable Utah surge, man. Like it feels like it's the third season in a row where they had a slow start to a tough schedule and then they get hot right around January.
0: Um, I'm kind of worried about the Jazz coming on strong. I'm a little worried about the Jazz as well. And the craziest part of this (laughs) Jazz surge and just looking at the standings, the Jazz have won nine straight, nine and one in their last 10. They're doing it without Mike Conley. Like Mike Conley has been injured for really this entire stretch here. And uh, right. they're doing it without him. The Jordan Clarkson experience is going well for the Jazz. Oof. That's hard to believe. <laughs> but I like what you said about the Rockets, though, because they take the regular season maybe more seriously than any team in NBA history outside of those Warriors that won uh, sixty or seventy it, seventy plus games that one year.
1: It's so weird. Like it's a team that, in my opinion, even some of these Rockets teams that lost to the Warriors are just as good, if not better than. Than many title teams throughout NBA history. But it just kind of feels like M- James Harden's MVP is their championship. <laughs> it's just like the way they approach it. And it's, it's strange. But, totally. So I think they'll be in it till the, the very end.
0: Okay. So I've got the Nuggets at the two seed. Where, where do you have the Nuggets, real quick, if you had to forecast where they finish this season?
1: Yeah. I think they finish with somewhere in, in two through four. I do think it'll be two. Um, I just have to open it up to two to four because it's such a tight margin, you know, and even Dallas is kind of hanging around. So like, I don't, I think De- Denver is going to keep winning at this clip, but I think we can expect the Utah surge to continue. So I think it'll come down to a game or two.
0: Another one of my predictions here, the nuggets trade Malik Beasley and Wancho and Gomez. And really the main thing they get back in a trade is a draft pick. I, I think last year, if they were to trade Malik Beasley at this point in the season, they would have definitely gotten a first-round pick. I'm less sure they can get a first-round pick for him alone right now, but I think if you package those two guys together, you could get a first-round pick. Um, so I'm just going to say both those guys get traded before the end of the season, and you know the main thing the Nuggets get back in that trade for both those guys is going to be a, a draft pick.
1: And so they're not going to add talent through the trade deadline, you think. By the trade deadline, you think.
0: Maybe on the buyout market. Maybe on the buyout market. Maybe they add talent, but it's not going to be significant talent. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, talent that headlines a trade package. The headline of of the return, I think, is going to be a draft pick. That's that's what I'm going to predict.
1: Yeah. I know it's not good radio to just, like, agree, but... I do. I do think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, so I wish I had something more exciting for you, but I don't. I mean, if
0: you just look at how this last game transpired, how, how a couple of these recent Nuggets wins have transpired, I think this win over the Clippers was maybe as much as a quote-unquote playoff rotation that we've seen from the Nuggets in a bit, you know, playing um, – the the guys on the bench that they did playing Torrey Craig some extra minutes he's in another one of my, my predictions that I'm going to get to in a little bit, um, but that was without Paul Millsap and so you have got to think Paul Millsap is going to be in the playoff rotation obviously and so that means you know some of these guys on the bench's minutes are going to go down a little bit from what they were in that Clippers game but Beasley or Wancho didn't even play in this Clippers game so. I I think the writing is on the wall there, and um, I'm not necessarily certain that there's a guy that they could get back in that trade that's going to really help them this year.
1: Beasley is going to be an interesting guy to sort of look at um, as we put some distance between us in this era of Nuggets basketball. We'll see what they do or don't accomplish, but he speaks to just how difficult this is and how the Nuggets put themselves in a tough position by making consecutive good decisions, right? By by drafting well, developing well, and they've got this insane asset on the bench that's trying to crack maybe the best young core in the league. Um, his value peaks last year, but it's too soon. It's too soon for them to move on from him, and now now they're going to see what they can get by the deadline. It feels like it'll be trading low. It feels like you'll just be doing it because he's walking away. Um, and that's they didn't do anything wrong. It just speaks to how quickly these windows open and close in this league and and how hard it is to get this stuff right.
0: Yeah, there's definitely that. But I do wonder if they look back and say, man, we wish we would have traded him for a first-round pick last season. Sure. Because, I mean, this year has been a disappointment for Beasley, quite frankly.
1: No doubt about it. It's it's just wild. I mean, you think about his peaks last year, the 35-point game against Houston. I think it was 35. Yeah. Just watching that game thinking, yeah, this guy – I don't think he'll get there, but this guy's ceiling is maybe even higher than we thought. You know, like a little little light sprinkling of
0: stardom in there. Definitely. Uh, I'd be terrified about trading Malik Beasley in the division. Uh, I'd yeah, be don't, ter- don't send him to Utah. I'd be terrified in trading him in conference. Um, so uh, I think the Nuggets would be wise, if they can, if the trade presents itself to send him east. Yeah, I think you're probably right.
1: Um, I've got a prediction that's in the guard realm. Okay. We have talked a lot about Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, their respective health. Um, you and I talked on the last pod a little bit about the possibility of sitting Jamal. I think we see it in the second half of this regular season in 2020. I think Jamal will sit a game full stop. Monte will start and PJ is going to play like 12 minutes or more. <laughs> pj dozer that is
0: oh, oh pj dozer okay <laughs> okay good i like it i have a pj dozer prediction also it's that he makes the nuggets regular roster for the 2020 2021 season
1: yeah that's it sounds I, I mean i, just, I don't want to pretend like i'm having all these conversations every day but from everyone that i talk to on the team it really sounds like they love him sounds like they're really excited
0: about have it. you seen these numbers he's been putting up in the g league this year they're outrageous. freaking insane. They're like numbers that Torrey Craig put up when Tory Craig was like the LeBron of the NBA <laughs> or, or of the uh, G League a couple years ago when he was putting up like 38 points in a game. Um, but P.J. Dozier the other night for Windy City, uh, where is it? He had like another 35 point game. Jared Vanderbilt's also down there playing as well. So no, he still put up huge numbers. Which is a good sign. Not
1: not a, a huge surprise. He's got a, a real NBA body for sure. We know he's he's got some scoring acumen. So, of course, he's playing well in the G League. I'd love to get a look at him. And I also think it'd be super fun to watch um, Monte play with the starters for some extended extended stretches.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, before we get to some more predictions, the Hot Peak IPA from Breck Burling. Uh Definitely one of our favorites. Uh, I was at the Cherry Cricket. Watching that title game last night, had myself a couple Hot Peak IPAs. Uh, so good to see that they have that there, and uh, yeah, not the Hot Pink IPA, the Hop Peak IPA, which some of you guys think I <laughs> or, or think I'm saying when I'm when I'm talking about this beer. But yeah, make sure to check out the Hot Peak IPA from Breck Brewing. And another quick note about the Cherry Cricket, Christian. I don't know if if you've been there recently, but there is a wall in the Cherry Cricket. This is the one downtown, not the one in Cherry Cricket, the one downtown by Coors Field. There is a wall that uh, select Denver sports athletes have just signed with their signature and number. And included on this wall, Mason Plumley, Jamal wow. Murray, and uh, Monte Morris.
1: A lot to unpack there. Um, first of all, I like to think – Sometimes I like watching Mason, who seems like a very normal dude, who probably has a hilarious perspective on this whole NBA thing. As Jokic has called it, it's a circus. And I just wish I could have seen Plumlee standing there signing a wall, thinking to himself, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) Um, Secondly, you called me Christian, so we're going to have to unpack that.
0: Oh my Um, God, I did call you
1: Christian. You did, which is, (laughs) it lines up for a lot of reasons. Um, Christian, who's down south, who's in... In New Orleans. I wonder if he celebrated last night. Oh,
0: my God. It's early. Do you
1: miss him? Am I boring you? Is it? What is it? I
0: do miss him, but you're not boring me. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I miss sorry, him too. I'm sorry, man. It's all
1: right. I also wish Christian was still your co-host.
0: <laughs> um, also on that uh, wall was Herman Marquez's signature, so some Rockies crossover, too. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: uh, <laughs> what a strange. They just signed the wall. like They would pent right to the wall.
0: Yeah, they just sign the wall with uh, with just like their signature and number.
1: So what I'm asking is what's stopping me from just signing that wall? Yeah. Because I'm going to do it.
0: There's nothing stopping you. Okay, it's um, happening. Also, you guys know how supporting local business is in our blood. So super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. They've been doing it since 1972, providing the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber. Custom contract manufacturing, custom hoses. With snow here, we're deep in the winter. Uh, Denver Rubber Company has everything that you need when it comes to snowplows. They can cut the size and pre-slot most snowplow rubber. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. Their warehouse—it's nothing short of amazing. These guys have proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbine blades. We even witnessed machines that cut material that's used in bulletproof vests. They also custom make it all, and you can purchase products for yourself and, of course, buy bulk at a fantastic rate. They're also family-owned and loyalty only to the people just like us here at DNVR. Check them out today for your snowplow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, etc. 1-800-259-0010. Or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR and tell them who sent you. All right. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote. Here's another one of my predictions. Nicole Jokic makes first team All-NBA for a second straight year. Man, that f- would have
1: been pretty hot a month ago. I guess when this yeah. came out, it was still relatively hot.
0: Yeah, I still think it it's yeah, it's probably not as hot anymore. But I mean if you look at the other contenders. Carl Towns, I think, is having an incredible season and could make the All-Star team, but not having an All-NBA season because the Timberwolves have just not been good enough. Rudy Gobert, I guess, could garner some late momentum, maybe, if the Jazz really keep this up. Joel Embiid, statistically, is having a pretty poor season and has been banged up a little. And uh, on the other side of the argument, Jokic. I pointed this out on Twitter a couple of days ago, but nobody ever talks about how durable Nikola Jokic is. I know. The guy know. Ha- has not missed a game for injury, you know, in like over 2 years. He hasn't missed a game this year and last year, the two games he missed were the one game he was suspended and then the one game Nuggets rested him at the end of the season. He hasn't missed a game for injury since like November or December of 2017. And so just you know, looking at the uh, crop of candidates, I think Jokic is going to emerge here. And um, you know, statistically, he's putting up numbers that are very close to the last season. Really, the only thing that's different is slightly fewer assists, one assist per game less, one rebound per game less, and a uh, way better three-point percentage, ironically, at this point in the year.
1: Huh, that is interesting. And I guess you look at... I mean, Jamal Murray's not having a great year. Um, Step's now been injured. I mean, Will Barton's essentially been the second-best player. So, yeah, I guess if the Nuggets have the two-seed, um, it's pretty obvious what kind of impact Jokic is having. I didn't realize it was – it almost feels like we're missing someone. You're right. Embiid's having a rough year. The town's momentum really fell off a cliff when, when Minnesota did as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Rudy Bam will probably – I don't know Bam will get some third-team love, but he won't – probably won't contend for first team so yeah you're right I mean the path is looking pretty clear it, it, it's what this is this conversation has changed so much in just a month
0: yeah definitely I mean Anthony Davis would be the first team all-nba center if he was a full-time center but right. Dwight Howard plays a lot JaVale McGee play a lot Anthony Davis plays next to those guys a lot uh, He he's a power forward in my mind
1: yeah, and he'll probably be be listed and, and voted um, accordingly. So uh, you're right. Um, it's wild. It's wild. Jokic. By the end of the year, too, I guess those percentages will be um, right back to where they should have been if he keeps this up. So yeah. Um. Let me see here. Let me, let me see if I got anything interesting for you. Oh, Jamal Murray will shoot for thirty eight percent from three for the rest of this season in twenty twenty.
0: Interesting, interesting. Um
1: I I don't have he's due. That's all I can say. I can't I'm not watching him and saying, "Okay, like it's getting closer, I think it's going to come." He, it's just due. It's too many slow starts, too many poor shooting seasons for a guy that is so talented that is shooting 90 91% from the line right now. Um why is he not a better three-point shooter? I don't get it. I think a lot of it has to be confidence. So I'm going to call that he gets hot in January
0: and he rolls from there. So that's not actually crazy because looking at his splits from last year, in January he shot 45.2% from the three-point line across the entire month. That'd
1: be so nice. That would be so nice.
0: In February, he shot 41.2% from three uh, across eight games. Tailed off a bit in March and then uh, was good in April again. So it's possible. This is doable,
1: right? I mean, it's kind of been a tale of two halves to the season for him thus far in his uh, still budding NBA career. So I, I'm I'm banking on that because this has been disappointing from a guy who has a lot more to offer. So hopefully we see it in January. I think we do.
0: Yeah, and as we've seen with Jokic's three-point percentage, even though we're halfway through the season can change quickly. So we'll see. Exactly. Here's one of mine. The Nuggets finished this season with their current starting lineup, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and Nicole Jokic, but they enter next season with a different starting lineup.
1: That seems like what's going to happen, no? Um, well, hang on. The starting lineup is, is interesting. So is Paul Millsap still starting next season?
0: You know, I made sure not to say exactly what's going to be different. I'm just saying it's going to be different.
1: <laughs> okay, well, now I'm going to put you on the spot and tell me what's most likely to change in that starting lineup.
0: Yeah, I think Paul Millsap uh, is a contender to change. Um, I, I, the trio of guards, you know, I, I could see a scenario where those three start next season for Denver. Um, but may, maybe some change could happen there. So, so I would say, yes, I, I, Jeremy Grant for Paul Millsap, that's the most likely change in my mind. And I think we've seen over the last month or so what Jeremy Grant can do alongside the starting lineup. And in my opinion, there's a lot to like there. But if the Nuggets do flame out in the playoffs, I, I could see a scenario where they – trade, you know, somebody in that starting guard trio, maybe.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I was going to say, I do think if they, another second round exit or a first round exit, I do think that they break up those guards, which, you know, we know we've, we've celebrated don't skip steps here, but we know that they've made calls, right? And of course there was the, the three-way trade infamously with Paul George and in Indiana and Cleveland that fell through in which it looks like Denver was going to ship out Gary Harris. So they've, they've considered it. They're willing to. And I do think that um, while you don't enter any sort of sense of urgency on the timeline, should you fail to make progress this season, you probably do look to shake things up.
0: How about this one? Both Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant re with the Nuggets this summer. Mason Plumlee does not re-sign with the Nuggets this summer.
1: I had that one as well. I have both of those things happening. Um, Paul Millsap just seems like he's happy here and and I don't want to I don't know him well it'd be silly if I pretended to but we do get to talk to him and you get the impression that this what this has been this experience is why he put pen to paper it's why he came to Denver and signed up to be a part of this and I think he's the kind of guy who wants to see the job through and I'm sure winning at this late stage of his career is important to him so Grant, Grant, in my mind, there's almost no doubt he comes back. Millsap, I think they bring him back as well, um, and, I, and I'm not expecting Plumley to be here.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think Paul Millsap, if he does re-up in Denver, I, I believe a transition to a six-man bench role is something he'd be open to. If it made yeah, sense for the yeah. team, if it was presented to him in a way that made sense to him, I think he'd be open to it.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Millsap in his youth was a super durable guy, and I think we're seeing, you know, two two of his injuries here were really kind of freak things, so you don't want to overreact. But the way this knee thing is lingering um, maybe to be expected for a guy who, who's a decade and a half into his NBA career, and it's going to be harder and harder to be great over 82. So that's probably the plan, and, and that's why, as you pointed out, What we've seen from Grant here, a bit of an early audition, some important minutes from Grant right now as we get a peek into what that future may be.
0: Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983 through a commitment to customer service and team performance. Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DNVR hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz. Whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work, don't forget you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by Legal Pete, Harrison Wind, and Brendan Vote, Wrapping up with some predictions for 2020. How about this one? Michael Porter Jr. scores 30 points in a game this season. This season, yeah.
1: man, it's it's really easy to believe now. I mean, he just needs the opportunity. That's the part you're trying to to wrap your mind around. But 25 points and in, in, or was it 25 points in 23 minutes, something like that?
0: Um, he, one he's, shot from the field. Yeah, he has been able to get into the mid 20s if he's you know playing and flirting with that 20 minute threshold like if you give him 20 to 25 minutes he can get you 20 points
1: oh for sure and he we've i've hit on this before but he hits those zones and it's like he he goes into the unconscious realm and he's just getting buckets and so when he's in a zone like that it's just a matter of minutes you leave him out there long enough he's going to get to 30 what i love to man is the, the two, three games where we've really seen explosive offensive output, it's been really efficient, right? Like two, three missed shots. But uh, it's, it's going to be easy for this guy at one point in his career. I agree with you. I think we see it. I do think we see it in 2020. That
0: would be awesome. He scores as effortlessly as very few players in this league. And I know that's crazy to say because he's a rookie and he's only played like 20 games in his NBA career, but he walks into 12, 15 points like it's nothing. You know, he he just walks into double digit nights if he's on the floor for like 10 minutes. He does it in a way that very rare that very few NBA players do. He almost walks into points like Nicole Jokic just walks into points sometimes, you know?
1: Oh, hundred percent.
0: And this is still we're still
1: talking about a Michael Porter Jr. who just doesn't know what he's doing yet. I mean, he's running around like a chicken without its head out there and he's walking backwards into 25 points. It's going to be easy for him. How good he is, um, you know, holistically, right. As a complete player, how that contributes to winning basketball from a team perspective, uh, questions yet to be answered, but how good he is offensively in a vacuum. He is of this cloth. He is of this all world, um, very, very few scores could hang with me kind of thing. So I thirty would be super fun, man. That I hope it's I hope it's tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I, I am just such a believer in his talent. I'm absolutely sold. I think he's gonna be a big time difference maker for this team going forward. Like significant difference maker. I think looking ahead to next year, I don't think this is too early to say, but I think there's a chance he starts next season. Oh, and wow. I mean if he starts and if he is playing 25 minutes a night there's a chance he could flirt with 20 points per game I really do believe that I mean right now this guy's averaging almost 20 a game per 36 minutes and I know it's a small sample size and that's probably not the greatest statistic to use with a rookie like per 36 stuff but just kind of demonstrates how quickly he fills it up so I think if he starts regularly he can flirt with 20 a game next season
1: Oh, I think the per 36 is somewhat relevant there just because it seems like the real limit on what he's doing right now is opportunity, right? So I, I, I'm with you, man. I think I think that's the kind of score he is. God, that would be so cool. A full season of him with the starters, that's going to be what it takes to get the offense back to uh, maybe not like ball is popping days, but this is fun to watch days for sure.
0: Yeah, just like Lee leading offense for an entire season.
1: <laughs> right, right. God, that's going to be great. I hope we get it. I have a downer one now. Um, Gary Harris' offense will not return in 2020. Oh, man. This is is somewhat, I think, this is what he's going to be in this ecosystem. I think it's more than just not hitting open shots. He's looked like he's lost his way a little bit. I thought last season um, he was still in this place offensively, or it was like, oh, wow, it looks like Gary's added to his game. He looks like he can do a little more playmaking with the ball in his hands. He had a couple of sweet pocket passes when running the pick and roll, it looked like some sort of feel for that was developing. This year he just looks like he's he's taken guesses, stabs in the dark. And and so it doesn't doesn't look to me like a guy who's gonna put it all together uh in these next few months.
0: Yeah, stabs in the dark. That's a good um that's a good way to describe some of his offensive uh offensive nights this season and it's kind of how he's conducted himself offensively. That's good.
1: Yeah, just a little jittery, right? A little unsure of himself when he's got plenty plenty of gifts offensively. So it's been rough to watch, but I just don't know whatever his role is in this offense, this year's version of it. It doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon.
0: Looking ahead to the end of the season, I think the Nuggets improve on their 54 win total from last season. I think they win more than 54 games this year. And looking ahead to the playoffs, I predict Torrey Craig, who played... I think more than 20 minutes per game in the playoffs last year, started 11 playoff games. I predict Tory Craig plays more than 15 minutes a game in the playoffs this season.
1: This is an awesome take and feels super hot, but probably the case, right? If you look at these matchups, you're going to be trying to figure out um, how, to, how to deal with with a lot of guys in this postseason that Tory Craig is useful and, and you're going to need his length. Um, And you're going to need his individual defense. And we have already seen Malone do it. We've already seen Malone trust Torrey when it matters most. Uh, Whether or not he's kind of yanking him cold off the bench or not, it's not a guy who's ever really playing for any any offensive rhythm that he's in. And so they they seemingly feel comfortable kind of pulling him off the, like out of a bullpen almost. And I I think you're right. I think we can expect to see him use that way in the playoffs And, and maybe be a difference maker. Maybe be a difference maker.
0: Yeah, potentially. Uh, I think his minutes could be determined based on if MPJ plays in the playoffs, which is a question I don't think we know the answer to yet.
1: Yeah, well, that's sort of the – I mean, that's where any sort of kind of urgency with the MPJ thing kind of comes into play is because you're getting closer to that point where you want to move closer to the playoff rotation now. Get a sense of who those guys are, what that looks like, how they play together. All that said, I'm not sure you can realistically like your chances to get to or past the conference finals um, unless Porter is a part of that rotation. And then that being said, he doesn't look quite ready yet. So so more room to go. Um, and I, I think at the end of the day, he won't be ready. And you're probably right. We'll see Torrey Craig.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. You got any more predictions on your end?
1: No, I am out of predictions. I predict... I predict that 2020 will be a little more fun than 2019-2020 was.
0: Yeah. Here's a couple more for me. The Nuggets do not trade for Drew Holiday. Um Bol does not play a single minute this season. Much to my disappointment.
1: <laughs> I I agree with both of those. I never expected Bol bol to play. Um but that's fine. That's that's I think the fan base does also kind of love having that like ace in your sleeve uh we'll get a look at this next year kind of thing to just kind of salivate over in the summer that's all right yeah. um no don't no do holiday trade i think you're right about that
0: I think Brad, you're right about bradley that. beale trade maybe 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 we'll next see season dude we'll at see. this point i'm with it i I'll get like i really
1: think if you if you lose in the second round and it's not in any sort of encouraging fashion you're probably looking at that guard trio as as not the guys that get it done Bradley feels really freaking good. We'll see. Ya. It might be on the table.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed uh, the show and looking forward to this Nuggets Hornets game on Wednesday. The Nuggets have the Warriors in Golden State or in now San Francisco, I guess, on Thursday. Thanks for listening. Drop us a quick five-star review on iTunes if you get a second. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Talk to you guys then. Hey guys, before we get out of here, taking care of your teeth is obviously pretty important and our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or you can call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.